rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. What's up? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I'm talking about the Republican convention. Um, is this real life? the hell is going on here where do we live oh i'm sorry i should i shouldn't ask that question according to kimberly gilfile where where do we live in the greatest country of oh my god the greatest the best country the world has ever known that's why hangers doing in this closet when I told you no wire hangers ever. That's what it reminded me of. And for those who haven't seen what I'm talking about, let's see. Oh, by the way, my name is Tara Devlin. Hey guys, this is Tara Buster. We call it unapologetic liberal talk. You don't even know what else happens here. Many things happen when we get together. We're really kind of trying to get together and survive the last days of the American Republic and hopefully change change it for the better. Change it back. Rip it from the grips of an, a, an autocrat and his coked up, doped up family? I don't know. It, it was... Beyond reason, how, this is why yesterday when we were talking and I posed the question, are they stupid or are they evil? And then we went through it a little bit and came to the conclusion, well, they're evil because they must know what they're saying and what they're doing is, they, they must know that they're lying. They have to know that they're full of shit. Trump, just like, I mean, his family knows this. His sister knows this. His niece knows it. They're not all in the spell. I'm sure his bitch of a daughter knows it. And his coked up son knows it. And his useless low IQ son. They are all low IQ. Don't worry about that. They're stupid. And not only that, they're ignorant. Having all the money that whatever they could grift, all the money they could steal from somebody else or accumulate by not paying their bills. And they get to go to all the best colleges. They have all the time on their hands. They don't have to work three uniquely American low-paying jobs. No, they don't, they don't have to go out and drive an Uber. They have time to read books if they wanted to, but this is a very small group of people. The the entire Trump clan, except for Mary, are a bunch of traitors. And you know, even that even the sister. If she knew if she knew all that about her brother, that he faked that he sent somebody to take his SATs, why wouldn't she come forward? Before this, she knows what he is. She said he was a brat, a little brat bitch when he was a child. 
a taker his entire life, a scumbag, a doltard. So she should have come forward. She has a duty to the country. Doesn't doesn't she care about her country? I guess not, because she had her hand out too. She was involved with their scams. Marianne Trump, what is her name? Barry? Marianne Trump Barry, the judge? She retired from her, from the bench because they were going to investigate her as part of one of Twitler's scams. Well, it was the family scam because that's what they do. They don't like paying taxes. They don't like paying the price of admission to a civilized country. That's for you and me. We pay our taxes, and they funnel it to the top. What I mean, it's like what Amelda Marcos said, right? Didn't she say taxes are for the little people or something like that? And so the, the Trump family, the siblings... Twitler and his siblings, they created a fake, um, they, they created a fake company, an LLC, and the, the how, so they didn't want to pay taxes, so they created this fake company, and they used it as a shell company to um, siphon money from their father's estate tax-free, so they would bill the father for these fake invoices. And not only were the invoices fake, they were inflated fake invoices. And then they took those, this is how scum, scummy they are, what scum-sucking bottom feeders they are, that they, they then took those fake inflated invoices and they went to New York State uh, perhaps it was the feds as well. I'm not sure. We, we, I'm not sure who um, is in charge. I guess it should be. It would probably be the feds. If somebody's on a social security and that's how they're getting subsidized housing, then perhaps it, it's the feds. So they, whatever. They went to the government and they used their fake inflated invoices as justification for raising rent on fixed income tenants. You're talking about old ladies, veterans, people who live check to check, those who work their entire life and deserve a goddamn roof over their head. And they don't deserve to be hounded by a family of grifters for their last dime. So... You know, maybe they have an extra $15 these fuckers want. So I guess you can't enjoy a cup of tea with your friends, Granny. Trump and his fucking grifter family want their cut. They need their vig. This is who they are. You know, the great working class hero. And I'm, I'm so sick of these effing Republicans. This is why. We we have to get rid of this whole family. But let's not make any mistake, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not let what the Democrats are doing, let's not really um, allow them, them to get away with ascribing the... Every, all of the failings of the Republican Party to the Trumps. It's not... Trump is a symptom. 
He's the cancer. After spending a lifetime on with your like Anne Rand, when her four pack a day filthy smoking habit finally caught up with her, when and uh, in the form of cancer, and she sucked on the social security that she caused that she called everybody um, parasites. Others, you know, others are parasites. She. She realized, oh, you know, she's just a fucking parasite, too, but only worse. That's the thing about Republicans. They're worse. They're parasites who lack the maturity, the decency, and the, the humanity to say thank you. They don't say thank you. They try to do whatever they can to F it up for everybody else. And all the while, while they're sucking on the government teat, they're trying to make this world suck. They make it suck. Absolutely. So let's not let the Democratic Party, in their rush to reach across the aisle and work with a bunch of effing sociopaths, let's not let them get away with that just assuming or pretending that it's it's Twitler. That's it. Let's get rid of Twitler and all will be well. Let's go back to normal. What's normal? We weren't normal to begin with. And normal kind of sucked anyway. And normal got us here. Normal is a country where the American people can't retire, are living check to check. You know, we hear the rumors. We heard our grandparents talk about a time in American history called the Great Prosperity. What the hell is that? You know, that meant where the working class shared. They got a piece of the pie that their labor made possible, the profits their labor made possible. Yeah, for white people, Primarily because we're a racist-ass country. But we're trying to rectify our racist history. And one of the ways we do that, you know, we, also, we have to confront ourselves squarely and honestly. So that includes not pretending that it's, uh, it's a couple of bad apples. You know what I mean? The Trumps, the 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 crime family, they're not the bad apples. Look at how many of them are, there are in the Republican Party. There it is the minority of Republicans who jump ship from this fascist takeover. And, and it's not even, they're not even an interesting bunch of grifters either. They're just run-of-the-mill grifters. These are like somebody you might meet on the Coney Island boardwalk with a shell game or some kind of scam. They're not, they don't, they don't have an interesting idea. They're, they're not interesting people. They don't bring anything new. They run the same old scams that other people ran well before them, and they ran them better. They suck. At everything that they do. So, consequently, they have fucked up this country. And already my no cursing rule goes out the window. 
But here's here's Kimberly Guilfoyle. And well, let me tell you guys, you know, you guys know that I've worked in television pretty much my entire life. And I used to work with Kimberly Guilfoyle. I'm sure she wouldn't know me to trip over me. But I do have some memories of her. It was a while ago. Shannon, too. Our friend Shannon in the chat. Shannon and I worked at Court TV. I'm sorry to pull your covers out there, Shannon. But, um, And Kimberly Guilfoyle was one of the anchors there. And I have memories of her not being an asshole. That's why it's so beyond belief. Well, no, it's not beyond belief. I'd really like to talk to some other people that work there that knew her better than I did. But I do have memories of her, you know, hanging out, talking, not being a dick, not being a dumb bitch. So I'm wondering what happened. And when I heard that she married, um, what's his face? You know, the guy, uh, Newsom, the governor Governor Newsom, I was, I thought, oh, well, that makes sense. She didn't seem to be a right winger when I was, I mean, we were all, I don't know, not that we were close or anything, but I just don't remember her being an asshole. But yeah, uh, what happened? It's bizarre. Why? What is, is, I mean, really, it's, um, I guess I didn't really know this person at all. Not that I did. I'm not saying she was like a great friend of mine, but I just, uh, it's just kind of shocking to see what, how, how off the chain she is. Let me see. So here's her speech. Good evening, America. I'm Kimberly Guilfoyle. I speak to you tonight as a mother, a former prosecutor, a a Latina, and a proud American. And yes, a proud supporter of President Donald J. Trump. Why? Because he is the president who delivers for America. He built the greatest economy the world has ever known. Okay. The lies. That's why I had to get the laugh crack out. He built the greatest economy the world has ever known. We'll get back to that in a minute. That is bullshit. And here's your your grifter again. This is what they do. Just keep repeating it. How often does this Trump built the greatest economy the world has ever known? Are you fucking kidding me? He he built the greatest economy the world has ever known where what the American people miss two paychecks and they're on the food bank line where they shut down in a pandemic and people are losing their homes. They're living. I mean, this is not a great economy. If you can't miss two paychecks without having to worry about losing the roof over your head or use the services of a food bank. This is not a great economy. It's enough. Stop repeating. Well, they repeat it because they're con artists. That's what con artists do. They, 
the whole notion, the whole, you know, where the the word it con artists is confidence. They they instill confidence in you. They get you to believe anything. And suckers are born every minute, as P.T. Barnum said, and Trump and Z's are living proof. So what is it? Are, is it that I know that some are just evil and they're selfish and many are stupid. And but you have to think what it, it's a fucking act. How much can you just go along with the with the grift? So it's bizarre. Is there a point where you believe your own bullshit? I suppose there is. So there, this this country is suffering from many forms of psychological failings, manias. We have we absolutely have PTSD in this country. The entire country is suffering from from some form of PTSD, and that's why we're so sick. We certainly have PTSD from racism in this country. And we have an entire, I guess, that the, the way people, different people handle trauma, some inflict, I guess they lash out. Some will retreat or go inside. Uh, but I don't know. What is really happening in the Republican Party? It's is it a mass hysteria? That's why that book they thought they were free, written by Milton Mayer. I have to reread that book. I have it somewhere. It has a big giant swastika on it. It's never a good book to really read on a train. You know what I mean? Why they put that swastika on the cover of the book? I hope perhaps they've um, they've maybe redesigned it. At first glance, you would think, what are you reading there? You know, the Nazi manifesto? I don't know. But it's it's a book written by Milton Mayer, and it is written by a sociologist that went to Germany after World War II to, to speak to average Germans, to find out how, because the whole world was kind of confused at that time. After the, I mean, they all knew <clears throat> that Hitler was a shit show. Not all. Trust me. I'm sorry. Let me rewind that. They didn't all know, the American capitalists especially, they liked Hitler. They were in bed with Hitler, and they'd still be in bed with Hitler if, I mean, who cares? What's a little bit of slave labor? If they could get away with it now, if corporate America could get away with slave labor, of course they would do it. They have forms of indentured servitude. All of the bad old days, they're bringing back um, debtors' prisons. This is all, all just because you think, you know, time marches on. It doesn't. Um, history isn't linear. We can go backwards, and you know, if we're not careful, we will. Yes, and Resist Evolve says on the chat, Prescott Bush. Yeah, he was cited. George W. Bush's grandpappy was cited under, they were fined under the Trading with the Enemies Act because FDR at the time in World War II, he said, we will make sure there will be not one single war millionaire made 
during this uh, this war where our people are sacrificing. They're not going to they're not going to um, get rich on their blood, and that's what they they made sure. But we had a different kind of leadership at that time. So not that there weren't a bunch of racist assholes in the country, of course. In order to get the New Deal passed, FDR had to appease the Southern racists. It's always been that way. Appeasing Southern racists, always compromising with the assholes. So it's time that they learn to evolve rather than we have to sink down to their level. Because this is what happens. Because there is a right side of history and a wrong side of history. And it's enough. It's about time that the people on the right side of history lead this country for a while. But what was I saying? As far no, I was just thinking about the, the watching the Republican convention and, and really thinking, do these people believe what they what they are saying like steve scalise and this woman kimberly guilfoyle does she is it just that she is um maybe just a social climber wants to get ahead so she'll be the democratic partner of somebody who's a democrat but then when she gets with this Traitor tot, this ugly, effing, disc- I mean, really ugly human being. And I'm talking about on the inside. Donald Trump Jr. is an ugly human. Well, he's a waste of human DNA. He is a, just, he is such an ugly, horrible person. I, I don't even know. What's the word? Like, we call Twitler the cancer on the, wait, he's the scum. I, I have to get it straight. The the scum on the canter on the scum. Wait, wait a minute. The canter on the scum on the canter. It, it's four, four scums removed. The cancer, the scum of the scum of the canter of the scum. I think that's it. That's how we, we decided. Because that's what he is. He's the scum on the scum on the cancer on the scum. And it's probably a few levels lower, too. But Donald Trump Jr., is also in there. They're all, the whole Trump family. I, I really particularly hate, I hate them all. They all suck. Not, I mean, that's just to say that they suck is to honor them. They all really are, uh, well, let's, when, when they finally step off this mortal coil, Mother Earth will breathe a sigh of relief. Because they they are takers. They, even in their spare time, they kill beautiful animals. Who the fuck does that? For fun, you go and hunt? You're not even hunting. What does he, the, he, he, he got a, a retroactive... Um, permit recently in Nepal or something because he went there and he shot and murdered a an endangered animal and then the fucking president gave him a retroactive permit. I mean, these these 
these gross, disgusting wastes of human DNA. That's what they are. They are the worst humans, the worst aspects of the human condition, the ugliest aspects of humanity, like the fucking Nazis, that's for sure. What makes the Nazis, what made them commit such heinous crimes against humanity? It's the same, whatever that ugliness is, it is in the chest, that, that heart, that is the beating heart of the Republican Party. Yes, it can happen here. This is what they are. Greedy, selfish, ugly, small. Everything we try to evolve away from. Nobody, uh, I, I really don't understand what is so uh, what is so thrilling about seeing a beautiful animal and murdering it? It's You're not eating the animal. You don't need to fucking eat. You gross, disgusting loser. And then he went, so this endangered animal that he shot in Nepal, it was, and he got the retroactive permit because, you know, it's good to be little Lord Fauntleroy in the Trump crime family. Then uh, he also hunted using a laser sight, apparently. Meaning there's, he sucks. He just wants to murder something. And that's who she's, this woman, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who I once knew as an acquaintance, who she allows to climb on top of her and jerk off inside her, basically, because you know that he sucks in bed. I'm sorry. All of the Trumps. They are the worst. You have to know that. Of course they are. In order to be an, a, a lover, do you think he's a nice, attentive lover? Donald Trump Jr.? There's selfish you know she's just an object he had to uh, trade up just like his daddy trophy wife number three she he's on she's getting a little old though right she's past 50 he's gonna have to trade up soon enough and donald trump jr he had to get rid of his his wife for this? Well, I don't I really I what kind of ugly human beings? I guess they're both very ugly on some level. I I don't know. It's bizarre. Like I was saying, I this woman that I once had an acquaintance with um is it's she's unrecognizable. That's why it's like it's, it it is bizarre. And is it just money? Money makes you act like this? They couldn't pay me enough. It's probably why I live in Queens. Well, here, let's continue. So, yes, the greatest economy the world had ever seen is bullshit. Trump's been saying that since he took office. Okay? And it is part of the scam. And they repeat it on Fox News. It's... What grifters do. 
And like I was, well, like we were saying yesterday, the entire Republican Party, the entire Republican ideology is a scam. It's always been a scam. Make the rich richer. Wave the flag in front of the assholes. Divide and conquer, especially along racial lines. Fear, fear, be afraid, be afraid. Oh, we're the victims. And and re- let me remind you guys, too, because we talk about, we we, you know, oh, there was a time when you couldn't, make reference to Nazis, with people saying, oh, Godwin's law, as if that's a fucking law. That always bothered me, you guys know. Because it's like, what is the point of learning the lessons of history if you don't heed the lessons of history? No, Godwin's law, the Nazis, um, it's not like we've evolved away from them. We, they, we have Nazis walking in the streets of the United States. A bunch of gun, goddamn incels holding tiki torches. Losers. But, you know, there are Nazis still alive, obviously. There are people there that survived the Nazi concentration camps still alive. I, there are those who fought Nazis still alive. So what the hell? Of course. And this is why I say that if... F this Godwin's law bullshit. We should be, uh, we should be overly hypersensitive to anything that smells of fascism. Not the other way around. Don't say, oh, oh, you called me a Nazi. Oh, that's not fair. Somehow, uh, all internet arguments will devolve into someone calling the other a Nazi. Well, good. Because if it smells like a goddamn Nazi, and it acts like a Nazi, and it's on the same path as a Nazi, then we need to call it out. Especially when someone, like Twitler, comes down an escalator saying... Mexicans are rapists. And I suppose some of them are good people, but, you know, calling them an invasion, an infestation. All of this, that reeks of Nazism. And this is what they are. And the, and we'll get to, there's an article I wanted to get to about what a bunch of disgusting inhumane scumbags the the effing Trump the whole Trump administration truly are because Trump apparently it's coming out one of his um one, one of the people that were that worked in the White House I'm trying to remember his title but I can't at this moment we'll get the article out in a minute but he was saying how he's coming out and saying that Trump was such a was a, was sick uh, describing what he wanted to do when they were coming up with the plan to rip children from the arms of their parents and Trump was this is what they were discussing that they he wanted them to use spikes things that would puncture skin and gas gas against those who are seeking asylum in this country. Now, remember, 
we have these asylum laws. We wrote these laws after World War II, so another Holocaust would never happen again. And this scumbag and his entire scumbag administration and all of the enablers and all of those people, so-called, I use the term loosely, who vote for him are cool with that. I don't care who you are. If you're voting for these fuckers, that's what you're voting for. But, okay, let's continue with her. The working class and middle class. Yeah, As right. commander-in-chief, he always puts America first. President Trump is the law and order president. Now presidential leadership is not guaranteed. Oh, my God. Biden, Harris, and the rest of the socialists will fundamentally change this nation. Thank God. They want open borders, closed schools, dangerous amnesty, and will selfishly send your jobs back to China while they get rich. <laughs> they will defund. This is really um, an exercise in psychological projection. Send your jobs... Republicans don't give a shit about your jobs. Look at this economy. If they gave a shit about your jobs and anybody else's jobs but their own, they would have done something about this pandemic. We're on the verge of a third Republican Great Depression. That's by choice of these these inept con men. Because you can only... Fake yourself into uh, into a job, you can only bullshit so long, especially when the shit hits the fan. He, they don't have any ideas. Republicans, it doesn't matter. Even if I don't give a shit, if it was anybody, I mean, maybe Eisenhower, I suppose, because since he was the last legitimately elected Republican president, but. The rest of these effing Republicans, what the hell would they do? They're goddamn ideologues. That's it. Cultists. Throw a tax cut at the rich. Some more deregulation. Let's deregulate the coronavirus. Fucking unbelievable. But you do. Here's here's another thing. I know I'm, I shouldn't have her up there like that when I'm talking, but um. If you notice, you ever notice, right? You ever notice how um, Republicans uh, are fascist? No, do you ever notice how when 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 the shit hits the fan, what happens? Republicans all of a sudden they're throwing money at everything. They everyone's a socialist in a crisis when you need help. That's how you know that Republicans, that the Republican ideology is nothing but bullshit. Nobody in a crisis is saying, hey, let's get a tax cut up in this bitch, except Republicans. You know, the ones who are in, when in their heroes bill or whatever bullshit bill, they'll, they'll start slipping in their uh, wish lists of shit. That's why, for example, well, in, in the uh, Affordable Care Act, 
when Obama was negotiating with the Republicans, the, another lie that the Republicans tell, besides every, uh, along with every other lie, and everything that comes out of their mouths, is that the Republicans were not involved in crafting the bill. Yes, they were. And I don't just mean in the bowels of the Heritage Foundation, because, yes, the ACA was, is the Republican health plan. We know that. It's the plan that keeps the for-profit insurance agency in, in, uh, in the catbird seat, basically. So, uh, but the Republicans, they were involved. Obama deliberately tried to include them and allowed them to add amendments and put their shitty ideas. They, sh- they put their shitty stamp on everything because the, f- the fact that the Republicans, none of them voted for it, though, because they understand the stupidity of their, f- of their ignorant followers. So they'll say, I never voted for They had them whipped up into a frenzy during that time. Get your government hands off my Medicaid and... Really, they're, it's because of the racist-ass fucking country that we live in. I mean, really. This country is... It's almost irredeemable, the whole goddamn thing. I don't know. At this point, I'm so... It gets me so... Um, I get... I, I get really despondent sometimes thinking about are we ever gonna have the country that we deserve with these these right-wingers hanging around our national neck like the goddamn albatrosses that they are. And they are. Because they're not... How are we going to move forward with them? They have no interest in moving forward. It's like, why would you want to be in a relationship with somebody that hates you? You know what I mean? How much do we hate ourselves that we have to continue? pretending that the, that this is a wor- this is working this relationship is working you know they have no interest they obviously have a completely f- screwed up view of reality let them let them go i don't i mean honestly i'm tired of carrying them I'm tired of listening to them whine. I'm tired of their lies. I'm tired of them sucking on the socialist safety net that we make possible for them and listening to them whine and cry. And the lies, the incessant lies. Enough. Get the fuck out. Okay, you want to, let's, let's split it up. Let's figure it out. Which part, what do you want? What do you want to do? See, you know what would happen, honestly, if we did that? If we finally said, all right, fuck you. We're going to have a vote. We're going to split this country up. We'll have a vote. Every, every state will vote. Who goes where? Who do you want to go with the douchebags? Or you, you want to go with, civilization oh these fuckers you know what would happen they would start whining and crying 
I'll be good. I'll change. No one will ever love you like I will. No, well, no, sorry, honey. Bye-bye. Please. They, they couldn't survive. That's the thing. They know that. We prop them up. They're shitty State. Nobody wants to go to their states. Who the hell ever says li- lying somewhere um, in Italy or wherever, in, in Europe somewhere, saying, you know what, I really want to see the moon over the methadone clinic in Kansas before I die. No. They say they want to go see the ho- Hollywood or they want to go see the uh, New York City skyline, the iconic view. They want to see the Great White Way, Broadway. They don't want to go to your shitty ass backwards town where you're you're flying your fucking flag of losers and traitors. Nobody wants to see that shit. They fly, yeah, you're the flyover states. They, sorry, if you don't like it, you don't like being, um, you know, looked down on by the liberals' elites. It's not just the liberal elites. We all look down on you because we're sick of you. We, you give us no choice but to look down on you because you don't behave like normal, decent human beings. Look at your con man standard bearer. We know Trump here. I've been trying to tell you. I lived in New York my entire life. We know what he is. He's a he's a con man. Prowling the discotheques. Some he's a goddamn he's a clown. The PT Barnum of PT Barnum douchebags. He's not even an interesting one. He's just a tiny little grifter. And you made him your hero. And you think that somebody, you know, one person in his entire life, this great champion of the people, would have come forward and had a story of Twitler being a champion of the people. But all we get all these stories we have are him stiffing workers bidding on things saying oh okay you want you want um you you know hiring someone to do something in one of his tacky shitty hotels and then they put in a bid he accepts the bid and when the work is done he pays them half This is what he fucking does his entire life. And he says to the small business owner, the person who thought that they had made, um, uh, they had really hooked a good, they, they got a good job. You know, they got a really good contract doing, um, cabinets or whatever they did in the Trump hotel. I've, how many stories have we heard about this? And after, when the job is done and the talented artist, the person who has an ability to do something, unlike Trump, because he's got no talent, he knows it. That's why he has to suck up 
to others who have talent. He's jealous of them. He wants to be like them, but he can't. He will never be like that. This, this is like, I will never be able to run, I don't know, I won't be in the Olympic uh, swim team. He won't be, he's, he's incapable of being uh, in the in crowd of people who have talent, you know, like Meryl Streep. You know, he calls her, uh, what does he call her, washed up or whatever. People who actually have talent. But that's what Trump does. Because he's jealous and tiny and a small, very ugly waste of human DNA. And, but that's what he's done. These are the stories we have. Him hiring working class people. This is why he, he loves working class people so much he won't even fucking pay them for a job well done. And then he says to them, sue me. You want the rest of your money? Sue me. He knows that they don't have money to hire a lawyer and can't chase him in the courts. This is who he is, a fucking con man and a grifter, a penny-pinching little grifter. You know, what billionaire has to, do, has to behave like that? What billionaire stiffs his workers? What billionaire has to pay off his porn stars in installments? Are you that stupid? Fucking Trumpanzies, are you that stupid? You think he's he's a billionaire? You voted for him because he played a successful businessman on reality TV. He wasn't even a successful businessman. He just played one on television. You stupid dum-dums. You dum-dums. So... Oh God! So anyway, well, what was I saying? I was because th- I was thinking of um, where do we live? And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Do these people believe what they're saying? And how far gone re- are we, really? Is is there any coming back from this without just breaking us up? And, you know, Joe Biden would never do that. He's so full of shit, too. I mean, Joe Biden, I'm so annoyed. Whatever. I will vote for him. And uh, Because we have to stop this. We have to stop the fucking madness. For all the reasons that we list on the show all the time. For But that won't stop the liars. And get ready, guys. It is coming. It will happen. Just like Trump's been saying, oh, we created, I created the greatest economy the world had ever known in the world. The greatest economy. Just like Trump Plaza or Trump whatever the fuck, Trump Casino, whatever it was called. It was the, what did he say? It was the eighth wonder of the world. And he was bankrupt in two months. Just what, like, his accountant warned him because Trump sucks at business. That's the story. The account. This is all in the public record. His accountant 
He hired an accountant who was an, an actual accountant, not just a grifter. He, could, he ran the numbers, and he told Twitler, um, this casino will be bankrupt in two months because you suck at business. That's what he did. Trump, he is not a good businessman. He is not a good deal maker. <clears throat> That's what happened. He would buy, he would buy, he would buy, you know, in a casino, in a hotel. You would think a great businessman could negotiate um, a bulk price for, uh, you know, you're buying hundreds of cabinets and chandeliers and beds and you think you would be able to negotiate a good price, a good deal, you know, this great deal maker. But that's not what Trump does. He's a little baby who wants what he wants when he wants it. And those who came forward and said, yeah, he sucks at business. All he does is stare at swatches. You know what I mean? He's staring at swatches all day. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's he can't design. He can't. Do, he's got no talent. His only talent is it's not even a talent. It's a. It's it's a flaw. It's a fault. Being a greedy little scumbag. That's nothing. That's not a talent. That's something that you would try to evolve away from. But they, the people who worked with him, those who were the actual businessmen, they would go to him and say, well, we need a hundred of these chandeliers. And they, he would say, oh, I want them, get them. Get these ones, you know, after staring at the chandeliers in the catalog, get them. But, you know, we could, try no, 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 get them, get them. That's what he did, buying, not at at a wholesale rate. He's buying fucking things at retail. This is what happened, and that's why the casino went bankrupt. You understand? I'm not a, that good at business. I don't have. I'm, I'm not. I didn't go to Wharton like Twitler, but I do know where to put Y O U W R E. I don't know how that happens. But, um, yeah, that's what happened there. And the accountant said, this, this is unsustainable. We will have to lose a million dollars a day just to break even at the casino in Atlantic City. They don't even lose a million dollars a day at, in Monaco. So you think you're going to lose a million the, that the people coming to the hotel and the casino are going to, the ones, you know, taking the bus up to the Jersey Shore to play the nickel slots, they're going to lose a million dollars a day? No, that's not what's going to happen. So, and what happened when this accountant went to Twitler and said, this casino is going to go bankrupt in two months? He fired him. And then he sued him for slander. And that's how we know what went on because it all came out in discovery and the guess what ladies and gentlemen the the accountant won 
And, of course, Twitler went bankrupt. His casino went bankrupt in two months, like the accountant warned him. So, fuck you, dum-dums. I'm not talking... I'm talking to the Republicans. They're the ones that refuse to see the reality. And... Um, what the hell am I looking at when I watch this Republican convention? I can't believe that there's anybody that believes him. Here, let's continue with her. Oh, that's the wrong button. And before I continue, I just want to say thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And please become a patron if you're new to the show or just passing through or like the show. I love that we're getting new people coming around and hanging out. If you can, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and and share the show with your friends and tell your friends and blah, blah, blah. Because we want to do the show at a set time every single day. And we can only do that if we get enough patrons. We need about a thousand more. We have a long way to go. But it is not impossible. It's not the impossible dream. When I see some other shows that are liberal shows and I see that they they're they're making it, I know we can do. We just have to expand our audience. Right? And I know we can do it because we're in this together. And I understand. You guys uh, know that when you are a fan of Tara Buster, you're, it's like a second job, so you get it. <laughs> you, have, you have things to do. You, you must share the show with your friends. You must. That's how it goes. And what else? Like and share hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, give the show a good review on iTunes, all that shit. If you're in another show's chat, if you're watching Tom Hartman or anyone else and you're in their chat room, say, hey, you should check out Tara Buster. You know, that helps. All right, that's just spiel that I forgot to do in the beginning. Where is she? Where's this woman? Oh, why the hell? I meant to start it from where we left off. Same socialist policies which destroyed places like Cuba and wait, 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 wait. dismantle and destroy America's law enforcement. When you are in trouble and need police, you're going to die. Count on the Democrats. <laughs> she As a for first real? generation American, I know how dangerous okay. their socialist agenda is. Here's, I have to stop it, because she's full of shit. A first-generation American? What is she talking about? Her mother was, he, she's saying her mother was an immigrant. Her mother's a Puerto Rican. Last I heard, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. Our, the people of Puerto Rico are American citizens. Right? Am I out of my mind? No. That's, well, that might be the case, but as a first-generation American, this is, they pad their resumes. No. It, it's, you can't 
fact check them fast enough. My mother, Mercedes, was a special education teacher from Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. My yeah, Puerto Rico. American citizen. Right? Am I nuts? Are Americans. On March 2nd, 1917, the Jones-Shafroth Act was signed collectively making Puerto Ricans United States citizens. So I doubt her mother was born before 1917 without rescinding their Puerto Rican citizenship. Puerto Ricans are Americans. Father, also an immigrant, came to this nation in pursuit of the American dream. Now I consider it my duty to fight to protect that dream. Rioters must not be allowed to destroy our cities. Human sex drug traffickers should not be allowed to cross our border. Cats and dogs should not be allowed to live like human beings. It's chaos. Light things up. We don't dim them down. We build things up. We don't burn them down. <laughs> we kneel really? in prayer. We don't we kneel on your neck. I mean, sometimes we do. We don't burn things down. We don't. Do, the, do they understand? This is what gets me crazy. The, when, when, they're, the, when they say, in Joe Biden's America, cities will be burning. That's what's happening in Trump's America. We're in a pandemic. We're in a second and a third Republican Great Depression. 40 million Americans are out of work. 175,000 are needlessly and prematurely made dead by the con man. 5 million are sick and counting. And the entire world looks at the United States as a goddamn pariah. We can't go anywhere. We are not welcome anywhere on earth because of the fucking con men and his enablers. So what the hell are they talking about? You want four more years of that? And for our flag. What are you going to do for your flag? Your flag. I, they don't know what the fr fucking flag means. The flag? All of the outward displays of patriotism. This is who they are. They, lo they love the platitudes, but they don't know anything about substance. What it means to be a patriot. What the flag stands for. They don't understand that who, if, if you, if, first of all, what is, who, who requires mandatory flag salutes? Fascists, dictators, autocrats, that too. So what are they talking about? We demand a freaking mandatory flag salute? But we are all about freedom! Which is actually two different uh, opposing goddamn ideas.
You're not about freedom if you're about mandatory flag salutes. And guess what? The flag can take it. They don't seem to understand. So you don't like it? You don't like that somebody takes a knee to highlight the systemic racism in this country? And he was right. That's somebody, you were talking about Colin Kaepernick. He was right and is right. He is a real patriot. You are a coward, Kimberly Guilfoyle. And the rest of the Republicans, you're cowards. You would never go against the grain and stand up for anything by kneeling for something. You would never, because you're a goddamn follower, a taker. You wouldn't know freedom if it bit you on Donald Trump Jr.'s ball sack. And I know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disgust you like that. He's a disgusting person. I just thought about this picture I saw of him. He's a fucking ghoul. They're all ghouls. He took a picture with the corpse of a beautiful white ram that he murdered for no reason other than uh, he likes to see the light go out of something's uh, out of the out of someone's eyes out of a creature's eyes he must makes him feel like a real man this beautiful goddamn beautiful uh ram and he's holding it, it looks almost alive except you see cuz the ram is white a trickle of blood, this little hole of red blood with uh, the blood dripping down the front of the, the, the chest of the animal. And he's holding it with this shit-eating fucking grin from ear to ear. Now, who does something like that but a goddamn sociopath, a serial killer? Who takes pleasure in the murder of an of a living thing that's your hobby you like killing something in your fucking spare time what the f is up your ass there I, there's something wrong with that just for the fact that you could kill it what is your what's your damage Sick. These people are sick. Unbelievable. It's true. So Covert right, White Rabbit says on the chat, so-called trophy hunters need to be made to hunt their prey naked, armed only with a hunting knife. If you could survive and get the animal, yeah, then you deserve it. Yeah, make it a fair fight at least. You fucking ghouls. But they can't do that. That's what he... I'm sure he used a laser sight. That's what he does. The whole point is to see something die. You know, we understand that those who abuse animals will abuse human beings. Psychiatrists, sociologists, criminologists, we all know. The telltale sign of a serial killer or a psychopath is that they abuse animals. Harming animals who animals who can't can't tell. They can't 
Say, help me. These fuckers. Makes me sick. But that's your, that's Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump. These beautiful animals that add more beauty and value to this earth than any of the Trump family have ever added in this entire in the in the entire history of their lineage and they take they take they take beauty they destroy it they make me goddamn sick because they are sick and to say that they make me sick they don't just make me sick they make the world sick that's a sick mother effing family they're a bunch of sick liars, greedy liars, ugly liars, sociopathic liars who destroy everything they touch. And not only are they liars, they are whiners too. I knew that there would be, that fascism would suck on so many levels, but I didn't predict it would be so goddamn whiny. They'd be such whiny little bitches. But why wouldn't I, really? Why wouldn't I predict it? Because that's who Republicans are. They have always been whiners. They're always crying about how somebody's picking on them. Everybody's picking on them. When we expect them to be up to the fucking job. They're all, we're all being so abused. Wah, 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 wah. God. We don't dim them down. You sure you do? We build things up. We don't burn them down. Okay. We kneel in prayer and we stand for our flag. Holy shit. This election is a battle for the soul of America. Your choice is clear. Do you support the cancel culture, the cosmopolitan elites of Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> the cancel culture. This is what we keep hearing. They don't like being canceled. Then why, 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 why? I can't be racist on my Twitter feed. Why, why, why? I can't spread misinformation about coronavirus. Why? I'm being picked on. It's cancel culture. No, honey, that's the free market. If Twitter, if you're violating Twitter's terms of agreement, you don't have a constitutional right to be uh, a Twitter troll. I thought they liked the free market. This is why I'm so confused by them. The free market has decided. They don't want your ugly racist lies, your divisive lies, your Nazi Lies, your effing debt, 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 Fuck. The fucking camera just went out. Oh, what the hell happened there? I know, we had a blackout. We had a blackout. Why the hell did that do that? I have to eject some of these hard drives. We're back. 
Can you hear me? Everybody on the chat. Can I'm just asking. Can you guys hear me? Okay, good. Because one time this happened and the I had to restart the whole thing because we couldn't hear. I'm glad it came back and I'm glad the camera came back because another time that happened, the camera didn't come back and blah, blah, blah. I had to restart the show. But we're back. I blame cancel culture. That's must must have happened. Wow. Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Joe Biden, who blame America first. <laughs> do you think America is to blame? Or do you believe yeah. in American greatness? Believe in yourself. Grace. I in love President it. President Trump. Believe in Wait. I feel the passion rising. I love her face going from, let's watch this again, from to amazing, ecstatic. Who blame America first. Do you think America is to blame? Yes. Or do you believe in American greatness? No. Believe in yourself. No. In President Trump. How dare you? individual and personal responsibility. They want to destroy this country and everything that we What's wire hangers doing in this closet when I told you no wire hangers ever? Fought for and hold dear. They want to steal your liberty, your freedom. They want to control what you see and think. <laughs> they want and to. So that they can control how you live. Honey, bitch, I can't even control how I live. How the fuck am I going to control how you live? Yeah, they want to control. We want to control them. Why? By giving them health care? By ensuring that they don't go needlessly dead. That they don't have to go on GoFundMe for health care. That the rich have to pay their fair share of taxes. That they pay enough. That they don't turn into a goddamn intergenerational oligarchy. And corrupt this government. You know, that they, the flag, all the th shit that they pretend to be standing for instead of kneeling. They kneel for Jesus. Bullshit. They stand for the flag. Bullshit. They want to enslave you to the weak, dependent, liberal, victim ideology to the point that you will not recognize this country or yourself. <laughs> I couldn't I don't even recognize myself anymore. When I had health care, I couldn't even recognize myself. I don't think I would recognize myself frankly if I I don't know, um didn't have to work three uniquely American low-paying jobs or could retire. I mean, I wouldn't recognize myself. What do I do? They want to control you. No, honey, we just don't want to put up with your bullshit anymore. Take your tiki torches and, and keep it in the backwoods of Kansas somewhere. Go back in the closet with your Nazi insignia and your freaking flag of losers and traitors. We're sick of it. 
because we are a diverse country and we have to live together. And you know what? We're capable of it in spite of you goddamn albatrosses. Frankly, I wish you would just secede already. The best thing we, that, I mean, really, what Lincoln should have done is let them fucking secede. I mean, I know we had to fight these bastards because of slavery. Only America, you know, every other country, they get rid of slavery through legislation. Here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, we, of course, it has to end in a bloody goddamn civil war because we're always compromising. That's how it is. We compromise to the goddamn people who are always on the wrong side of history. We should never compromise to them. I'm sick of it. We really, this is, we can really just say of uh, the, the uh, what, what am I trying to say? The, the our problems in our country in this country are bec- it's because we have compromised with the snakes you never compromise with a snake you do the right thing or you don't it's on the you, either you're on the friggin right side of history or you're not you don't compromise with immorality with oligarchy with fascism there is no compromise you eradicate fascism. You evolve in spite of them. You eradicate their greed. You see their greed and you raise them some regulation, legislation. You say, if you want to be a member of this country, you want to be in this country, the civilization that we create, that t- our tax dollars create, that our labor makes possible, then you abide by the rules of the road. Or get the F out. Go to Somalia. You don't like it? There are plenty of countries you can go to that have no government. Somalia. Liberland. Go there. No government to hold you back by your bootstraps. Think about the freedom. Oh, I see. You want all the benefits of civilization, but you don't want any of the responsibilities that we have to each other. So you have to rewrite what it means to be American, the very essence of America, which is e pluribus unum. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to change it into, I got mine, sucks to be you, and anybody that wants to change it is threatening you, is a mob, is the cancel culture. Anything that actually is fighting for freedom, for truth, justice, the American way, for us, for we're in this together. Yeah, exactly. Haiku says on the chat, they want no government, but they call us anarchists. Exactly. They hate government. They want oligarchy. That's what it is. I say it all the time because it's true. They don't want, they don't just want to roll back. Oh, fuck the goddamn. Oh, okay. I thought I lost the audio again. They don't want to just roll back the new deal. They want to roll back the progressive era. They want to roll right back to the American Revolution. 
and undo that. They want to go right back to the old the system that were that Western civilization was under for thousands of years, where the rich run and own everything, and everybody else knows their place. That's it. Of you think I'm just being hyperbolic? Look at it. Look at them. Know them by their fruits. Make the rich richer. Cut the knees out from under you in regard to voting and having the ability to say anything about what they're doing. Undermining the democratic process itself. They don't play nice. Look at the the courts. They 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 keep applauding. Oh, uh, he's 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 putting hundreds of judges on the court because the Republicans, Mitch McConnell prevented our twice legally elected president that was popularly elected two times in two landslide elections from fulfilling, they're preventing him from, from fulfilling his constitutionally prescribed role, therefore spitting in the face of the American people, the majority. So there you go. What do, do they really give a shit about America? That's why they have to rewrite what it means to be American. Everything about America that makes us unified, they have to destroy, including public education, including living wages or any or social security. That's another reason we have to get these fuckers out of here. I'm telling you, if Twitler is the president, if he remains the president despite receiving fewer votes, he will destroy Social Security. He has begun the process. They are trying to privatize it. This, is, this will happen. It has to stop. We have to stop it. Then, you know, we'll have a lot, we'll have a, we'll have a better time pushing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to the left without having to constantly put out all put out all these fires everywhere there's so much work that we have to do everything that Twitter did has to be undone his tax scam all in this whole effing goddamn monster show they keep saying oh Middle-class, working-class people receive the tax break, tax cut. Bullshit. No. That is not what happened. They funneled more money to the top. So whatever. That's just one lie of a thousand. So we have to get these mother effers out of here. And this is why I ask you to support this show and the liberal media because... Then we the work really, really, truly begins. Pushing and not taking no for an answer, pushing these effing DLC Democrats to the left, make it's not even pushing them to the left. We're trying to save this country. We have to. We have no other option. Otherwise, what's the option? It's just to. Go along with fascism, I suppose. Ugh.
God. From the beginning, when President Trump spoke about making America great again. Is she fucking for real? Does she, is she, did she overhear a human being one day in an elevator and she's mimicking it? She's such a fake-ass phony. From the beginning, when our president, J, Donald J. Trump, J is for Jesus, when he spoke about making America great again, like you're really feeling that? You're feeling the, the passion, the passion of the, of the cry, of the crap? Of the, I mean, really. Oh, you see? She's smiling when she's recalling this fond memory of making America great. Don't you feel the sincerity? Christ. He was speaking about that shining city on a hill. Shut the F up about the shining city on a hill. Shut your lie hole, your pie hole, your freaking greed hole, your goddamn wine hole. Jesus Christ, I'm so sick of listening to the shining city on a hill bullshit from these effing stupid Republicans and the goddamn Democrats who repeat it. We can dig up Obama saying shit like that. When Ronald Reagan talked about the shining city on a shut the shut the hell up with the shining city on a hill. What shining city on a hill? Nobody wants us. We couldn't even escape if we wanted to because the doors are closed to the United States. They don't want us. We're a bunch of parasites. We're, we're, we're germs. They don't want us. They don't want us anywhere. How's that feel? How's that great again? Jesus Christ, this lady. The beacon of light that once shined so bright. Oh, His until a black man America became president. He has. Really? When President Trump cut middle class taxes. Bullshit. He cut the tax. He, he fucking made the rich richer. Shut your monster hole. God, these people. That's why I keep saying, are they evil or stupid? Shameless. What is it? Does she really believe it? Tens of thousands of dollars back in the pockets of working class no. Americans. No, no, you that didn't. You made us poorer. They took money. They, they picked our pockets. They may have, you might have received... 15 extra dollars in your paycheck, but they got us on the back end by making us pay at the end of the year. And many Americans, all of the deductions that came from working class Americans, like truckers, they can no longer deduct their gasoline, and teachers can no longer deduct the supplies that they 
buy out of their own pockets. That's who the Republicans are. They thought the rich needed more money in the most unequal countries on earth with the widest income gap, wider than it was in ancient Rome. They thought the rich, they just don't have enough money here. So we're going to have to make it even worse. That's what they did. My God. People know it. They know it, but, you know, not everybody. Suckers born every minute. Trump and Z's are living proof. Just keep repeating it, though, right, Kimberly? Repeat the lie often enough, it becomes the truth to the Trump and Z. But it still won't be the truth. Just like when you repeated the lie about how the China virus, fuck you, the coronavirus, the Trump virus, will disappear one day like a miracle. It'll just disappear. How's that working? Because that's who Trump, that's who Republicans are. They're phonies. They suck at everything. They're not capable of governing. So when there's an actual crisis, bullshit only carries you so far. And then next thing you know, 175,000 Americans are dead. But that's acceptable to the party of personal responsibility in life. These people make me sick. And they don't just make me sick. They make the entire earth sick. They make us sick. And to flicker once again. Flicker. When President Trump commanded the defeat of ISIS, took out al-Baghdadi and Soleimani, Holy and shit, paved lady. the way for peace in the Middle East, that beacon started to glow. <laughs> when he negotiated historic trade deals with Canada, Mexico, Japan, and China, bringing back thousands of manufacturing jobs to America, that beacon shined bright once again for the world to see. <laughs> freedom... Once again, that beacon shine bright once again. Where is this? Oh, oh I'm going to get hit with a copyright. If I play that song, that's what happened. I played that song and YouTube... Shut me down. Well, they didn't shut the channel down. They shut down that particular episode where we played that song. Again, for the world to see. The world. America, it's all on the line. Holy President shit. Trump believes in you. He emancipates and lifts you up to live your American dream. You are capable. You are qualified. You are powerful. And you have the ability to choose your life Holy and determine shit. your destiny. <laughs> Don't let the Democrats take you for granted. <laughs> Don't let them step on you. Don't let them destroy your families, your lives, and your future. Don't let them kill future generations because they told you and brainwashed you and fed you wow. lies that you weren't good enough. <laughs> like my parents. You can achieve your American dream. You can be that shining example to the world. You can be Manifest that shining be city. Change in this country that you dream, that you hope, that you believe in. 
Stand for an American president who is fearless, who believes in you, and who loves this country and will fight for her. President Trump is the leader who will rebuild the promise of America and ensure that every citizen can realize their American dream. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. No more hangers! What's wire hangers doing in this closet when I told you no wire hangers ever? I can work till I'm half. Dad, and I hear people saying she's getting old. <laughs> what do I get? A daughter who cares as much about the beautiful dresses I give her as she cares about me. What's wire hangers doing in this closet? Answer me! <laughs> I buy you beautiful dresses and you treat them like they were some dish rag. You do $300 dress on a wire hanger. We'll see how many you've got in your hidden some here. We'll see. We'll see. Get out of that business. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Holy moly. And then... All right, let's keep going. Hundred and and what? Hundred and seventy-eight thousand dead. Andrea says on the chat. Jesus Christ. All right, let's see. And then Donald, her lover. Her traitor tot lover. Donald Trump Jr., um, everyone was talking about he doesn't look well, all right? He's, it's true. He is definitely on something. There is no doubt in my mind. There's something he, of course, will probably never know about it, but his eyes, how did they let him go out there like that? You know what I mean? They doesn't anybody have eye drops for him? He really looked scary. I'm trying to find the goddamn video. But of course I can't open the folder. Where is it? Mm, here we go. Good evening, America. I'm Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> Look at him. Come on. I'm a drug addict in recovery. This guy, he's fucking, he is ripped. He's on something. I don't know. It might even be, people keep saying cocaine. I, I think he might be on opiates. He's definitely on something. I mean, this is what, not that, hey, everybody, you know, Park Avenue, Park Bench, as they say, drunk is drunk. But don't expect him when he goes to rehab, if he goes, or if 
he has to confront himself and take a fearless and moral, uh, a fearless, um, and what is it? Fearless moral inventory of himself. He won't, he's not going to change. He's, it's like Steve Scalise. When he gets shot, he has a near-death experience. He's not going to change him. He's right back out there as quick as he can get, I don't know, as quick as he could say, make America suck again. He's up there in the Rose Garden celebrating cutting people off of their health care. So this is who Republicans are. He And he assured everybody that he's, you know, he, he, he hadn't changed. This is what Steve's... Scalise said so he's not they they it's it's like when uh Rush Limbaugh went to went to rehab they don't learn anything they don't evolve they don't become better people and learn from their mistakes they don't give a shit they wouldn't help anybody else they wouldn't turn around and help somebody else these are horrible human beings and honestly, I hope, I hope he's, he's on whatever the hell he's on. He deserves to suffer. Absolutely. For what he's done to this country and this earth. Maybe somewhere in there, his higher self understands what a scumbag he is. He understands how ugly he is, how, what, that's why he has to inflict his manias outwards and surround himself with a, with everyone people who are just as ugly as he is who validate his ugliness that's what happens on Fox News and all and at the Republican convention and at C-SPAN I mean not C-SPAN CPAC that's what they do they get together to validate each other's ugliness give each other permission to not give a shit about anybody else but themselves. To give the, each other permission to be takers and whiners and liars and America haters and those who would rather tear this country apart than ever stop for one second and see somebody else's American experience or look through their eyes and understand why. Why are people marching in the streets? Why? They won't see the reality of the fact that the, the country, the only time this country ever had a hope in hell was when we enacted some policies that built the middle class from the ground up. And the Republicans have been spending every chance they they do they take every chance they can to destroy and bring us back to the the system that the founders rebelled against with a rich own and run everything but they have to bullshit this is why I, I always say that we will win because we're on the right side of history when we say we're building the middle class, that we're, you know, that we leave no one behind. We mean it. We're talking about actually doing it. 
We're not bullshitting it. We're not funneling money to the top and then turning around and lying and saying it's a middle-class tax cut. We're actually saying to our fellow Americans, I want to hear your American experience. I'm, I'm with you. We say black lives matter. Until all lives actually matter. Because that's why when we say black lives matter, what we're actually saying is all lives matter. We understand that. They, that's over their heads. These tiny little greedy little grifters. So they have to pretend. Do you understand? That they're working for the working class when they're not. If they were working for the working class, why are you making the rich richer? Why hasn't it trickled on us yet? Where is the trickle? What, another 30 years? Another 40 years? When's it going to start trickling? If If it worked, we wouldn't be in this boat. We wouldn't have a system where... The American people can't retire or can't save $400. Where 80% live check to check. That's why we know they're full of shit. And that's how we know we will win. Because they have to, they have to pretend that they're really working in the best interests of us all. They have to pretend they're, they have the liberal heart when they don't. So, yeah, this guy here, he is fucked up. We're here tonight to talk about the great American story. You can almost not even see the whites of his eyes. It's so red. And didn't anybody look at him backstage? Well, that's what it is. You know, they don't really give a shit. They can't tell each other the the truth. You know what I mean? They they bullshit each other all the time. So why would somebody, even his girlfriend, say to him, "Look, um, your fucking eyes," at, when they're doing blow together backstage? They're not. You know, she should she should have said, uh, "Your eyes look like shit." But no, that's not how they roll. They're they they're bullshit artists. So he thinks, well, it's almost the sign of a sociopath, too. Well, that's we know that Twitler's a sociopath. Don Trader Tot is probably a sociopath as well. And, yeah, that's part of being a sociopath is that they, they, they think that we're all stupid. So they could just lie to our faces. And we believe whatever bullshit they say. That's really one of the telltale signs. So, of course, he could do blow and come out there. Whatever, he'll look at himself in the mirror before going out there and see his fucking bloodshot eyes and think the whole world is dumb. So we're never going to notice. And if we do, he'll just call us fake news. Something is definitely wrong with him. To talk about this country we all love, this land of promise and opportunity, of heroes and greatness. 
Ugh. Just a few short months ago, we were seeing the American dream become a reality for more of our citizens than ever before. The greatest prolonged economic expansion in American history. The lowest unemployment rate in nearly 50 years. Shut your hole. All right. I don't want to listen to the whole speech. I wanted to show you his eyes because it's not the first time. Here's Twitler on Lou Dobbs on, where was, when was this? May 12th of 2019. Joining us tonight is Donald Trump Jr., executive vice president of the Trump Organization. Oh, and, how'd you get uh, Donald, that job? How'd you get that job? Executive vice president of the Trump Organization. You must have worked really hard. How'd you do that? Look at him. Same shit. He's fucked up. Maybe it's all that death. That's why he has to murder beautiful animals. Because he knows he's an ugly fucker. He has... Man, he has to feel like he's alive by killing something. He can't just admire some the beauty of something. Like like his girlfriend, Kimberly Gilfile, can he admire her beauty? No. She's nothing but... She, she is there to make him look good, just like Twitler's trophy wife. And they all, the irony is that they all look like shit. They all are ugly. Beauty definitely comes from within. And these are ugly, tiny, small, greedy grifters, ugly wastes of human DNA. It's uh, great to see you. Uh, I great to be with you, Lou. How are you? Your father. I, I, I'm great. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm well, great. I'm a white man. What do, what, do I, what do you even ask that question? I'm a rich white man in America. I'm great. I'm great. This conference, and that's and all that matters. Say, the man has the patience of a saint. Uh, oh, and those reporters, right. When he Poor said baby. The whiners. The way he reacted was entirely appropriate. Uh, disgust was the only... This is when Twitler was asked something about the coronavirus in the Rose Garden when he was giving his, when he had, whatever the fuck, he was out there sucking up all the energy. And this Asian-American reporter asked him something, and he said to her, why don't you ask that of China? And she said, why are you, ask, why are you telling me that? So this is what they're talking about. Oh, poor... Boo boo. They were me. He has the patience of a saint. <laughs> Baby. I think anyone who expects the President of the United States to be respected. Respected? Uh, Here's a guy that calls people fat pigs and losers. That's, you know, we're supposed to respect him, though. He doesn't respect the presidency. He's not he's not the president. He's a loser who received fewer votes. Even by, of course, august journalist oh in the White God. House press corps, I had to be just furious at that conduct. Oh, Your thoughts as you I'm watch so 
furious. Uh, that president, your father, being treated that way. Well, I, I, honestly, I, I was disgusted as well, Lou. Yes, I mean, there's uh, no other way. I'm to look. whatever emotion needs to be had for whatever pleases my father at the time. I don't. I really don't have any other emotions unless I'm murdering a beautiful animal. That's the only time I actually feel emotion when I see light go out of the eyes of a beautiful creature. Sort of like when I have sex with Kimberly Gilfile. It sort of like reproduces that, uh, the feeling of uh, dead in the eyes. So we both get very dead in the eyes, and and then I, uh, I climax. So I feel like I've uh, staved off death another day. But I can't, and uh, really, we all know we're finite beings, and uh, therefore I must consume uh, a lot of cocaine. Because in somewhere in there, I understand what a what a piece of shit I am. It's you know they they get an answer to a question. Uh, and he asked, it tells them, you know, ask China where it all came from, where it literally started, where they oh. lied about it. And then apparently the reporter's no, Asian, so she says, well, why are you asking me that? Yeah, the race baiting from this media to try That's to turn literally anything into a racial issue is just absolutely no, disgusting. And they should be ashamed of themselves. What it does, Lou, is the reality is in this world, I'm half dead, and I hear people saying she's getting old. The answer to every issue. It's not the excuse. It's the easy button of the political left. God daughter! Who cares as much about the beautiful dresses I give her as she cares about me? It's not that. What's why I'm doing in this closet? the effect of real racism actually afflicted by it here and everywhere And you treat them like they were some dish rag. You two, $300 dress on a actually affected We'll see how many you got That reporter is not. We'll see. that she has to try to make it such. We're gonna see how many wire hangers you've got in your closet. That they refuse to accept that there's been absolutely zero accountability for across the entire media spectrum after the Russia hoax for three years. Russia hoax. All you need to know today's mainstream media. Why? Christina, get out of that bed. And that's it. Media get out of that bed. Ah. Uh, would you use the expression, speaking truth to power dies? Right. CNN is owned by AT&T. Oh, here's something uh, CBS, interesting. Uh, Listen to this. This is now Lou Dobbs, because they're saying that the reporter she's not she's clearly not oppressed so she's playing the race card so she's not oppressed and she's and in, she's really insulting every person who is oppressed and how dare the um 
you know, when the media go after Twitler because they're owned by all these corporations, as if Fox News is not part of the corporate media. And yeah, this is why Republicans are the, this is what fascists do. They take a, they take a sliver of truth that we should be outraged about. And then they misdiagnose the solution. So yes, we should be outraged about the corporate media, but what's it, they're not going to do anything about it. They're not going to tell anybody that we need to re-regulate the media. They're using the fact that we have a corporate media as an example that, oh yeah, we can't have, uh, there's no oppression, there's no racism happening uh, when Twitlers asked the Asian American, you should go ask China that question. When you, I mean, it's there, it's like exactly what, what's his, what uh, Tucker Carlson does. They talk about the dead middle class, how the middle class, you know, the same things I say. That we, I mean, we had that, we played that clip from Tucker Carlson recently, and he was, I said, he sounds like me. Talking about the American people on food lines, can't retire, living check to check. But you know what his solution was? Then he go that then it goes into here's the fascist remedy. Oh, it's really because black people there are uh there are abortion clinics and black people on welfare. This is what what he's saying. So this that's why the Republicans and these fascists, it's so dangerous. Just like Henry Wallace said, they tickle the fissures of disunity. Exactly. But they are, they're not doing anything about them. They want to keep the fissures of disunity nice and fresh and raw and open because into those fissures... They steps the con. There's where you get your fascist autocrat, where you can fuck over the American people. You really get the American people fighting with each other, desperate, angry, at each other's throats, pointing the fingers not where it belongs. It belongs at the top at the likes of Lou Dobbs and Twit and uh, Trader Tot. Instead, they point the fingers at each other. They have us fighting amongst each other. Look at that ugly grin. A large corporation in its own right. Uh, ABC yeah. News, oh, they're just a little piece of that giant Disney corporation, and the list goes on and on. These are massive corporations represented by Lilliputian sitting in front of the president uh, trying to act like they are somehow qualified, either by knowledge or wit, uh, to contend with him and debate with him rather than report on him. Poor baby. 
rather than report on they're asking first of all you guys understand i always ask these goddamn white house press corps idiots why are they even there nobody should be there let oan sit there let fox news sit there it's a goddamn scam they're giving the malignant narcissist sociopath his narcissistic supply that's what he wants rather than report on him okay let's report on him this is we do report on him but it's all fake news though right let's go through some of the lies from the from the uh, wine fest from the Republican wine festival that's what they should have called it Where's my goddamn articles? God damn it. So I'm just keeping with the traitor tot for a second. In May, when he was on Fox News, when he was on that Lou Dobbs show, there were articles at the time. Donald Trump's tr- Donald Trump Jr.'s sweaty and glassy-eyed appearance on Fox fuels speculation about his health. At the time, people were saying he maybe he has the coronavirus. They were giving him the benefit of the doubt, not that he was on drugs. I think he's on drugs myself. The president's oldest son, Trader Tot, appeared. Well, I'm I'm uh, editorializing appeared on Fox Business on Tuesday to defend Twitler against the latest charges of racism. Uh, this is from Salon. It says, here's some what pe- here are, here is, wait a minute, here's some of what people are saying about his appearance. Sweaty and glassy-eyed. Is he sick? I hope so. <laughs> kind of looks like Junior is running a bit of a fever. Wonder what else could cause that. COVID. Looks like, so people were assuming that he had a fever. Donald Jr. looks like he's in rehab. Absolutely. But, so, I don't know. No, I remember that happening, but I don't, I didn't hear any of the other media people um, remembering that this isn't the first time he's appeared on uh, uh, in public looking like that but that goes to show you when you're a drug addict there's that's all you can do you don't there are no days off so if he's going uh, to speak at the republican national convention there is absolutely no way he can remain sober to to do that because he's already in the grips there's a zero chance that he's going to not be high i would love to give him a drug test right now i'm sure i'm sure we'd find a plethora of drugs in his system and in fact we understand we know that trump there's who's that comedian that says that trump is a drug addict let's see is a Trump, you know, Twitler himself. Let me see. I'm trying to find the guy. Noel Caster Comedy. Yes, Noel Caster. Former Apprentice star. 
a former apprentice staffer, accuses Donald Trump of drug use and inappropriate behavior. To the stage, very funny guys. So excited to have him on the show. Give it up for Noel Kastler. How you guys doing tonight? All right. My name's Noel. I wish it was Noel. But I come from a poor family. We couldn't afford the umlauts. <laughs> I recently converted to Buddhism, just in case you're wondering if I don't do any killing up here tonight. That's the reason. Um, I know that joke's not that funny, but I just wanted to say it. I live with my girlfriend. All right. Everything's wonderful, except she's always buying new furniture. Where is Starbucks. That? I keep waiting. Dream catchers is one person need before it becomes a nightmare. I don't even miss kombucha that much. Alright, you guys are millennials. Now I got you figured out. You I'm jealous as hell of millennials. Alright. You got dating apps. Come on, I'm trying to find his where is it? Well, I work in live television. Okay. I've Here done we... that for the last 20 years. I work in TV production in the talent departments, taking care of all the performers. It's kind of like herding cats, if cats had publicists and massive egos. <laughs> I did six seasons of the Celebrity Apprentice finale. Oh, yeah, you can see where this is going. <laughs> well, my job was taking care of the Trump family, too. Yeah, Don Jr., Amarosa. Melania, like a freaking Mensa meeting every day. <laughs> I worked on a bunch of those beauty pageants he had in the 90s, too. That was a good idea. Miss Teen Universe? Yeah, that's like giving Jeffrey Dahmer a cooking show. <laughs> yeah, you got that one. Took a minute, but yeah, yeah. He would line up the girls on the side of the stage and he would inspect them, literally. He'd stick his little freaking doll fingers in their mouth and look at their teeth. So not even kidding. This is true. He'd line them up like they're pieces of meat. He'd be like, you, you, and you. If you want to win, I'm in the penthouse suite. Come and see me. Yep. If Trump had a cooking show, they'd call it the douchebag diet. <laughs> McDonald's, chocolate ice cream, and girls that look like Ivanka are all he ever eats. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I really like you guys now. That's my favorite joke. I'm going to tell you one more thing. I don't usually tell. I'll tell you two more things. <laughs> Since you're being so nice to me. He's a speed freak. He crushes up his uh, Adderall and he sniffs it because he can't read, so he gets really nervous when he has to read cue cards. I'm not kidding. This is true. I had a 24-page NDA, non-disclosure agreement. I didn't know then he was becoming president. Now it's, no way, dumbass. I'm telling you everything I know. <laughs> so he gets nervous and he crushes up these pills. That's why he's sniffing when you see him in debates and when you see him reading. That's why he's tweeting. You know, it's like he's out of ah. his mind. It makes sense if you think about it. Methamphetamine was invented by the Nazis to keep the fighter pilots up all night on bombing runs, right? So it makes sense that Trump would use it to hate tweet and a self-centered rage at 4 a.m. on the toilet. Yes. So there you go. All right. He's a drug addict like his dad. It runs in the family. Addiction. Well, and so does being a sociopath, apparently. Let's. Oh, here's a, he, this is what makes me fear for our country. So we watched the Republican convention, and tomorrow's going to be the same 
when we'll re- I will review what happened last night, what's happening now, and it's gonna suck. And there is, we have eyes, we have the ability to hear, we can read, right? We know history, we know reality. So we saw that shit show unfolding in front of our eyes, the victim parade, the lies, the whines. On the New York Post, John Podesta, you know John Podesta? Not Podesta. What's his name? John Pod, Pod... How do you pronounce his name? I'll show you his picture. John Parhars? This fucking guy right here. Podhoreds. Podhoreds. He's always on MSNBC. Look at the title. First night of the RNC 2020 was very effective to the media's dismay. What? Effective? That's effective? The Nuremberg rally? Uh, The updated fascist Nuremberg rally for the 2020 Corona set? The first night of the Republican National Convention was, all in all, sensationally effective and effective in ways that the mainstream media and its Twitter chatterers clearly found impossible to understand. What? That's why I'm like, break this shit up. America's opinion leaders loathe Donald Trump so much that it remains a great puzzlement to them how he can retain the support of even 42% of the population rather than, you know, zero. Well, that's the truth. And it's also, the fact is that 32 or whatever the percentage is, I think it's around 35%, there are authoritarians. We have always had to contend with them. They're an, an authoritarian personality. And those are the people that Donald Trump has. We've always had them. We have always had to contend with them and evolve in spite of them. That's why he keeps his his whatever percentage it may be. Yeah, I am baffled why it's zero, why it isn't zero. Why anybody believes the bullshit. But, come on. The implicit theory they share is that is the, the, the deplorables theory that anybody who wants Trump to be and remain president is at root a bad person, someone too easily tempted by false promises and evil lies. Yeah. If they had ears to listen, they might be able to understand it better after tonight. The message of the night was twofold. First, the case was that Trump has done many things to help individual people in extremists, working to release hostages deregulating certain types of medical treatment, fighting entrenched interests. What? What entrenched interests he's fighting? And leading a strong economy? Here we go again. Get the... F- get. I mean, really, get the F out. Stop it with this shit. Leading a strong economy for the rich. Enough with this shit. Really? That's why I'm telling you guys. 
We must. We must support the liberal media. Or we're done. Absolutely. So please become a patron. I see Shannon and Jim and their super chats. That helps too. Support the liberal goddamn media. We haven't had a new patron in over how many days? Over a week now. And I'm starting to get a little... I don't know. I'm starting to wonder. Okay. Maybe I should just leave. That's what I I always think, too. I should just get the F out of here. Once they allow the American people to get the fuck out, get my Irish citizenship, finish that, and get the F out. And then you can have a tariff buster of your own. I tried. But we, we didn't get enough patrons. I'm sorry. If they had ears to listen, they might be able to understand it better after tonight. The message was twofold. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I read that already. And leading, leading, leading a strong economy. Get the fuck out of here. Until COVID came along to kill it. Enough. This is why they keep repeating the lie. And it doesn't help when so-called left-wingers repeat it. Not that this guy's a left-winger. He's not. But I, like I said, I hear this on MSNBC all the time. It's not a great economy when the majority of Americans are living check to check. Enough said. You don't need any other statistics that 80%, 80% live check to check. That's enough to say that this isn't a great economy, even pre-COVID, and now especially after it. Because we didn't have any social safety, and we don't have anything to fall back on. Some have so much, and many have so little, and that's not a great economy. So enough of this shit. And the reason they can get away with saying it all the time is because they own the media. And I'm here saying, please become a fucking patron till my, I'm blue in the face. Twitter Alley laughed at the supposed awkwardness with which Trump interacted with the frontline COVID workers and hostages, but what they missed was Trump's good cheer as he talked to them. These exchanges were actually less weird than one last week in which Joe Biden talked to party activists over Zoom. Who cares? We, I know what we're getting with Joe Biden. And second, the case was that Democrats are supporters of urban chaos and socialist policies that will make American lives less safe and will help immiserate the American middle class. It just, this is what we said all along. Who cares what we run? We, whether we run a Republican light or a goddamn Democratic Socialist, they will attack us the same way. They will always talk about we're socialists. 
So we might as well fucking just do what's right. They attacked FDR as a socialist, and now they all position themselves as the champions of social security. So I don't want to hear this shit. Nowhere was that clearer than in the joint speech of the St. Louis couple who were seen in in a Twitter clip standing in front of their house brandishing guns at Black Lives Matter, at a Black Lives Matter march. They pointed out that the BLM people were undisturbed by the cops while they found themselves under arrest. Yeah, because the BLM people weren't fucking threatening their lives. These scumbags. Their message, this could happen to you, homeowners, surely struck a chord with Americans who own guns as protection. Stats tell us that 43% of all Americans live in gun-owning households. God help us all. That's a lot of people. Trump's hope for re-election is based on getting those people to turn out in greater numbers than he did in 2016 to offset Democratic gains. And the Democratic message that cops are bad and rioters are good. Well, fuck you, John. That's not the message. But thanks for repeating the bullshit. Jesus Christ. Most effective was Tim Scott, the only black Republican in the Senate whose speech concluded with these words. Growing up, he had to cross the street if a white person was coming. He suffered the indignity of being forced out of school as a third grader to pick cotton and never to learn, learn to read or write. Yet he lived to see his grandson become the first African-American to be elected to both the United States House and Senate. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime, and that's why I believe in the next American century. Whatever! Nikki Haley. All right, I, I can't read this whole article. There was a wacky freshness to the Democratic confab, shockingly, given the Democratic advantage when it comes to the A-list showbiz glitz. The GOP event was more was more efficiently produced and more authoritative. Are you serious? But here's the surprise. They really grabbed our attention. Holy shit. That's why I mean, what's what's wrong with us? Can we get the fuck out of here already? Like, this is not a drill. These people are nuts. I can't handle it. If Twitler steals another election, I'm I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm not kidding. Especially now. Really? I'm doing my best, but you know, maybe it's not good enough. Really? Holy shit. Where is my articles? Mm-mm, hold on, guys. Here's some fact checks for the RNC. Oh, well, before we go to that, I just wanted to show one more thing, one more video from the RNC. Where is it? Everything sucks. Why does everything suck? Where is it? Holy shit. Mm-mm. I can't find it. Let me see. What's 
God damn it. Scott? What I was trying to find, I had this goddamn video. Maybe I put it in the wrong place. A video of Tim Scott going, he's boasting about his mother working 16-hour days. So I don't really need to play the clip, I guess. I could just tell you. That's what he said. My mother worked 16-hour days. Oh, here it is. I found it. Son of a bitch. Sorry, guys. My mom worked 16 hours a day to keep food on the table and a roof over our heads. She knew that if we could find the opportunity, bigger things would come. That's not success. Working 16 hours a day? That is a sign of failure. What are you boasting about? My mom works 16 hours a day and this kiss-up, kick-down, I-got-mine, sucks-to-be-you, goddamn country. So now I, as the first black Republican to be elected to both the House and the Senate, I'm going to use every opportunity I can to make sure that people like my mom have it worse than my mom. I'm going to make sure they have no health care. They don't have living wages. They don't have um, retirement security. They have no nest egg. They're living check to check. They can't save $400. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut big, giant holes in the social safety net, the real slim and flimsy social safety net that the United States has. I'm going to make sure it's like a... It's... A, like a Swiss cheese. So people like my mom, 16 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't care how much, how many hours you work in the day. If you are unable to save $400, you can't retire. You can't go on vacation. You can't, whatever it might be. You can't enjoy life. That's not enjoying life. Working 16 hours a day is not in something to be freaking admired. That's a sign of the brokenness of this system. And I'm so sick of it. I really am. Listening to... Republicans and Democrats. Republicans, do, they do it all the time. Oh, that's something. Wow, great. Your mom works 16 hours a day. Did she have any time to... It's like when George Bush, when that woman said, well, I work three jobs, and when he was trying to privatize Social Security. I work three jobs, and I want my the promises to be kept. And he says, George W. Bush says, you work three jobs. Oh, that's fantastic. Uniquely American, ain't it? That's not fucking fantastic. That sucks. You work three jobs? That's fantastic. Yeah, thanks a lot, Republicans and DLC Democrats. You fucked us. So enough with that shit. God, where do I live? All right.
<clears throat> Here's some fact-checking. Once again, to clean up Joe Biden's mess, President Trump signed into law historically high funding for HBCUs as well as a bill to give them permanent funding for the first time. Like previous pres, I mean, this is it. Go this is from the New York Times. They go through. Mr. Trump has been gener generally supportive of historically black colleges and universities, but Mr. Scott is giving him outsized credit and is wrongly suggesting that Mr. Trump reverse the funding policy of the Obama administration. I mean, the lies never stopped. We actually, this is one thing that Tim Scott said, we actually saw revenues to the Treasury increase when we lowered taxes in 2017. I knew that was a lie as soon as he said it. Rest assured, the Democrats don't want you to know that. They say this all the time. When we raise taxes, we, I mean, when we lower taxes, we actually see revenues increase because there's all the economic boom, and it is always bullshit. And the New York Times says, this is misleading. While it is true that nominal revenues were higher in fiscal year 2018 than fiscal year 2017, inflation and economic growth boost, uh, boosted those numbers. Adjusting for price increases, revenues actually fell. Factor in economic growth and they fell even farther. As one Brookings Institute analysis notes, in fact, revenues came in short of government projections made before the tax package, package's passage. The TCGJA did not pay for itself, nor is it likely to do so in the future, said the Brookings analysis. So, they lie. Here we go. Another lie from Trump Jr., Twitter, uh, Trader Tot. Courtesy of the Chinese Communist Party, the virus struck. The president took quick action and shut down travel from China. This is misleading. Of course, while it is true that the coronavirus was first de detected in Wuhan, China, a wealth of evidence indicates that it arrived in the United States through several routes. Many people in New York, for example, were infected by travelers returning from countries in Europe. Trump did not block travelers from most European countries until March, long after New Yorkers had already begun traveling home with the virus. These comments, coupled with earlier references in the evening to the coronavirus as the China virus, a term that Trump has deployed frequently since the start of the pandemic, are widely considered offensive. They also paint an incomplete picture of the nature of the coronavirus's arrival and spread in the United States. When viruses travel between countries, they typically do so chauffeured by infected people, including residents of both nations, as was the case with coronavirus. Jesus Christ. As a first generation, this is Kimberly Gimfall. As a first-generation American, I know how dangerous their socialist agenda is. My mother, Mercedes, was a special education teacher from Aquidi, Aqu whatever, Puerto Rico. My father, also an immigrant, came to this nation in pursuit of the American dream. 
Ms. Gilfile called herself a first-generation American, a designation that the Census Bureau also uses to designate people who are born in a foreign country and emigrate to the United States. She also said that her mother and father are both immigrants, but her mother was born in Puerto Rico, which is United States territory. People born in Puerto Rico have been citizens since 1917. Exactly. That's what I said. Oh, my God. These people are so sick. Just a few short months ago, we were seeing the American dream become a reality for more of our citizens than ever before. The greatest prolonged economic expansion in American history, the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, the lowest unemployment rate ever for black Americans, Hispanic Americans, women, and pretty much every other demographic. This is exaggerated. Most of Mr. Trump's data points hold up. The expansion that ended shortly after the start of the coronavirus pandemic was, in fact, the longest on record, although most of it took place before he was elected. The unemployment rate at 3.5% in February had not fallen that far since 1969, making it actually slightly more than a 50-year low. Unemployment did hit record lows for black and Hispanic people, but it did not quite reach record lows for women. Their joblessness was lower in the 50s, and other demographic groups were a mixed bag. Men's unemployment, for instance, got nowhere close to its historical record. And whatever. Jesus Christ. They want to ban fracking. I mean, there's a whole, it goes on and on. That means we don't have to be afraid. Be af but we will be afraid. Because it is better for our election. God, be afraid and get the fuck out. How's that? I wanted one last thing. I'm going to get the hell out of here because, you know, I'm annoyed at life right now. Uh, Trump cabinet officials voted in 2018 in a White House meeting, to separate migrant children. This is an NBC. Wait, where's the one? Is this the right one? Mm -mm -mm. Oh, I also want to let you know that the McCloskeys, before we get into that one, the lying McCloskeys, this isn't the first time they pulled the gun on people. They they apparently have a problem, these McCloskeys, the, the poor victims who uh, wave their pea shooters and assault weapons around at people who are passing through. They, uh, they also, they have problems with their neighbors. They're always apparently in lawsuits and disputes with their neighbors. This is who they are. They're just real scumbags. And the other thing about that fence that they always show, Fox News shows that the fence is broken. That, that's complete bullshit, first of all. Um, we have seen the video 
of people walking through the gateway. The fence is clearly intact. And everyone's just walking through. And these idiots are standing on their lawn waving assault rifles or pointing, not just waving them, pointing them at people. But they're, they're the victims, you understand? Just keep, make sure you get that straight. They're the victims. The poor little victims. All they had to do was let people walk by. That's it. They weren't even going to their house. They were going somewhere else. All right. So, in early May 2018, after weeks of phone calls and private meetings, 11 of the president's most senior advisors were called to the White House Situation Room, where they were asked, by a show of hands vote, to decide the fate of thousands of migrant parents and their children, according to two officials who were there. President Trump's senior advisor, Stephen Miller, the Nazi Jew, led the meeting, and according to two officials, he was angry at what he saw as defiance by Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten, Kirsten Nielsen. You know, the one who was like, we need wall. We have to have wall. These freaks, they are freaks. When they were trying to rebrand what wall, not the wall or a wall. We need a, we need, not we need a wall. We need wall. We have we have constructed wall, but we need wall. Where do I live? Is this real? Am I really living in this country? Here. I would ask for wall. We need wall. <laughs> we need wall? We need wall. What? From Congress, I would ask for wall. We need wall. From Congress, I would ask for wall. We need wall. I would ask for wall. We need wall. The fuck are you talking about? A wall? I would ask for wall. We need wall. I guess it sounds stronger when you say wall. Thank you, Richard, for your super chat. Very nice of you. I was starting to get mad. Not mad. I'm. I just start thinking. You know what I think? What the fuck am I doing this for? Is this even mattering? I know we. I lo I. I can't say it. I enjoy getting together with you guys. Otherwise, I'd probably be out the window right now. Probably be hanging by a thread. They'd be talking me off the ledge. But then I. I start thinking. Is this. Am I really, is this fucking show ever going to, like, go anywhere? Am I just, anyway, whatever. That's my stinking thinking. And then I see other liberal shows. I'm like, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? That's what I think. Whatever. I'm a whiner. I'm sorry in that case. Not whiner. I guess I am. Whatever. This is a whine. I'm, uh... I have negative self-talk, whatever. And you're sick of hearing it. As sick as I am of dealing with it, really. So, 
All right. It's been nearly a month since Jeff Sessions, the attorney, it had, um, let me, blah, blah, blah. This article is written, it's in NBCnews.com, written by Julia Ainsley and Jacob Soboroff. And they're talking about this meeting in which the filthy, disgusting Republicans and the Nazi Jew Stephen Miller got together to decide the fate of human beings who were fleeing the failed states that we helped create in South America and following the law by presenting themselves at the border and asking for asylum under the laws that we wrote after World War II to ensure that another Holocaust would never happen again. Every one of these human beings deserves their day in court. Now, to deter them from even coming, fleeing the failed states that we helped create, you know, unfortunately, they border this racist-ass country that because of the upward immobility and the income disparity and the greed that we've been dealing with and the trickle-down goddamn voodoo that both parties have inflicted upon this country for generations, we've been dealing with our racist-ass goddamn administration that wants us at each other's throats and is inciting you know, idiots to, th- to think that a caravan is going to come and kill them. God in heaven, where do I live? So we have a bunch of Nazis and Nazi Jews. So I'm not kidding. Stephen Miller is a Nazi. I don't care if he's he's Jewish. He's absolutely a white supremacist. We know this. He's a self-hating Jew whose family is in the United States thanks to asylum laws that this mother effer is repealing. So if we had a Stephen Miller... Stephen, his entire family would have died in the Holocaust. That's who Republicans are. That's why Tim Scott's mother can work 16 hours and Tim Scott can turn around and learn absolutely nothing about what it means to live in the kiss-up, kick-down, I-got-mine-sucks-to-be-you, go-die goddamn United States of serfs and lords and get into power and do nothing about it. In fact, make it worse. That's who Republicans are. They learn nothing. They have no heart for anybody. That's why you don't give them power because they're sick. It's been nearly a month. It had been nearly a month since Jeff Sessions and the then the then Attorney General had launched the Trump administration's zero tolerance policy. Wait, hold on. Announcing that every immigrant who crossed the U.S. border illegally would be prosecuted, including parents with small children. But so far, 
U.S. border agents had not begun separating parents from their children. To put the plan into action, and Miller, uh, the architect of the administration's crackdown on undocumented immigrants, was furious about the delay. He needed to hurt some children, you understand, and families. What does that do for the future? You see, that's what Republicans do. They cause us problems for as far as our lives can continue. As far as the eye can see, for generations, they will cause us trouble and problems. The seeds that they plant, everything will, al- it will always come home to roost. So the damaged people that they create, we will have to deal with them in the future. The broken homes, the alcoholism, the suicides, the crime, the hurt and wounded human beings that they created deliberately. So they, the, the Stephen Millers of the future can all get together and say, hey, see, look, look, they're, they're, they're coming to get you. Let's make some more damaged people. Scums, that's who they are. Those invited included Sessions, Nielsen, Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar, and newly installed Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, according to documents obtained by NBC News. Nielsen told those at the meeting that there were simply not enough resources at the Department of Homeland Security nor at the other agencies that would be involved, to be able to separate parents, prosecute them for crossing the border, and return them to their children in a, in, in a timely manner. According to the two officials who were present, without a swift process, the children would enter into custody of Health and Human Services, which was already operating at near capacity. Well, they had another option. They didn't have to separate children from their parents. They, and when they did it, you understand that there are kids who have been taken from their parents who will never be reunited with their parents again. There are infants that were taken, and they don't know where they are. There's no record. So this is the same party that triggers the morons to go attack a pizzeria because Hillary Clinton is running a pedophile ring out of the basement, but they don't do a goddamn thing about the real children who are lost, and God knows where they are. Scumbags. Stephen Miller? You you think you want a great country? And you put a Stephen Miller in charge? This scumbag who was a scum when he was in high school? He was a racist scum? An ugly, ugly person? Divisive and ugly and racist? That's what you got? That's your best? Um, as Nielsen had said repeatedly to other officials in the weeks leading up to the meeting, according to two former officials, the process could get messy and children could get lost in an already clogged system. 
Miller saw the separations of families not as an unfortunate byproduct, but a tool to deter immigration, you know, in a nation of immigrants. According to three former officials, he had devised plans that would have separated even more children. Miller, with the support of Sessions, advocated for separating all immigrant families, even those going through civil court proceedings. While zero tolerance ultimately separated nearly 3,000 from their parents, what Miller proposed would have separated 25,000 more. These are what? These are these are good Christian? Well, I know Miller's supposed to be a Jew, but whatever. They're all supposed to love God. They love their God, right? We kneel for God. And we stand for the flag. While what? While you're urinating on it? While you're wiping your ass on it? Disgusting. Well, uh, where am I? That plan never came to fruition, in large part because DHS officials argued it would grind the immigration process to a halt. But after Sessions' announcement that all families entering illegally would be prosecuted, the onus had fallen on DHS to act. At the meeting, Miller accused anyone opposing zero tolerance of being a lawbreaker and an un-American can you believe that? Well, yeah, of course. Just like in Nazi Germany, those who didn't round up the Jewish neighbors, they were acting against Germany, making Germany great. Everything that the Nazis did, they justified through love of country. It wasn't that they hated the Jews, they just loved their country, you see? If we don't enforce this, it's the end of our country as we know it. Well, maybe as he knows it. And that's a good thing. Because he's a sick man. And so is his dumb bitch wife and the rest of them. Anybody who agrees with him. Is sick. Anybody who is not sick understands what we're dealing with. It was not unusual for Miller to make claims like that, but this time he was adamant that the policy move forward regardless of arguments about resources and logistics. He was determined, see, to separate kids from their parents. He hates people. He hates immigrants. He hates this country, the nation of immigrants. Give me your tired, your poor. Oh, your huddled masses? Remember when that Republican scumbag said, you're huddled, give me your tired, your poor, who can stand on their own two feet. That's what they added. Fuck you. These are gross human beings. And they're all from immigrants. Stephen Miller's family, Twintler's family, they're all immigrants. 
None of them came over on the Mayflower, and they're not Native Americans, that's for sure. Jesus Christ. Frustrated, Miller accused Nielsen of stalling and demanded a show of hands. Who was in favor of moving forward? A sea of hands went up, like a mandatory flag salute. Nelson kept her, Nielsen kept hers down. It was clear she had been outvoted. Come on up. Come on. Come on, baby. I need you. Where'd you been all day? This is Tara Jr. Jr., everybody. In the days immediately following the meeting, Nielsen had a conversation with Kevin McCallan, the then Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner, in her office at the Ronald Reagan Building, and then signed a memo instructing DHS personnel to prosecute all migrants crossing the border illegally, according to parents arriving with children. Nielsen did so despite her stated reservations in the Situation Room. All right, honey, stop that. Less than two months later, Trump signed an executive order halting family separations. Wait, wait, wait. I, I skipped something. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to get to the part. Where is it? I thought I had this article about... Trump talking about how he wanted medieval tortures, gas, shit that would pierce skin. This is the shit that he was saying. Maybe it's not this one. I know, I know. Tell me about it. Hold on. Let me play. Where is everybody? Is anybody even watching the show anymore? Let me see. Trump. Um. I'm doing a search on something. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hold on, guys. I know. I can't find it. Tara Jr. doesn't want me to talk anyway. Clearly. This is why I need my goddamn producer. This is... Let's see. I thought I had this... The article I wanted to read was about how Trump... Well, whatever. This is why the show sucks. I guess this is why nobody likes the show. Whatever. Oh, well. <laughs> That's why you don't like the show. It sucks. I understand. I know. Tara Jr. Jr. Hold on. I wish I had something to play in the meantime while I look this up. What time is it? It's almost 11 anyway. No, but whatever. Let's see. Oh, here's uh, something. In the meantime, we're talking about how the Republicans, you know, the lies that come out of the Republicans' mouths. Well, it matters. 
Poison Center is again warning you drinking bleach will not prevent catching COVID-19. The Poison Center says 46 North Texans drank bleach since the start of August. The organization pointed to misleading and inaccurate information circulating online. The FDA says drinking bleach can lead to severe health problems, including life-threatening low blood pressure and liver failure. Katie Johnston for CBS 11 News. So far, over 50 in this month alone, over 50 Texans have presented in emergency rooms after drinking bleach to prevent them from getting the coronavirus. I kid you not. And that's why it matters. So there are some people who are dumb and they will believe whatever Twitler says. And up, up to and including... Drinking bleach. Holy shit. All right, that's enough for tonight. Oh, wait, here we go. This is the one I wanted to share. All right, I'll do this last one since everybody. I'm in a pissed off mood, so whatever. We'll see if I do a show tomorrow. (laughs) Probably not at this point. Especially we don't have any patrons. I mean, new ones. But I have to thank the ones who are patrons. Thank you. Really. You have many shows you can choose from. And you're choosing this show in spite of this. Trump administration insider present The president wanted to maim migrants. This is from Salon. Oh, not Salon. The Daily Beast. See? That's how fucked up I am. From Miles Taylor. You thought what happened on screen during the first night of the Republican National Convention was crazy? It's nothing compared to Trump behind the scenes. Oh, it's not Miles Taylor. He is the former chief of staff. Who wrote this article? It doesn't say. It just says Daily Beast. Hmm. Miles Taylor, the former chief of staff of the Department of Homeland Security, joined Rick Wilson and Molly Jong Fang fast on this episode of The New Abnormal to share the eye-watering tales of what Trump is really like when the cameras are switched off. The national security official couldn't get through a meeting without him doing 20 tangents, becoming irascible, turning red in the face, demanding a Diet Coke, spewing spit, Taylor explained. Literally out of goddamn nowhere, he'd be like, you know, who's that Who's that guy, my favorite guy, that my pillow guy? Do any of you have those my pillows? When it came to the border wall, Trump would dream up sickening medieval plots to pierce the flesh of migrants, rip families apart, quote-unquote, maim and gas them, Taylor claims. This was a man with no humanity whatsoever. Taylor says. He says, we got to do this, 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 and this, all of which are probably impossible, illegal, and unethical, Taylor recalls. But he was writing them down as the president spoke. And he looks over at me and he goes, you fucking taking notes? And then there was the convention itself, including the Loch Ness Monster, Haley, and screaming Kimberly Guilfoyle. This is just the explanation point this week of the near death of the Republican Party, he says. That's why last year I had to get the hell out. 
all of that, and there was still time for the fuck that guy segment, and Jerry Falwell Jr. won a hotly contested race after it was claimed that the anti-LGBT preacher had encouraged the pool boy to have sex with his wife while he watched from the corner of the room. Isn't that a lovely image? I would like to salute you for providing the most meta and self-referential fuck that guy ever because Jerry Falwell said to his wife, fuck that guy. Okay, this was just... That was the article in the Daily Beast. It went all over the place. Yes, I know. But that's what Miles Taylor said. Trump is a goddamn sick bastard. And, of course, Republicans love him. Evangelicals love him. Pierce the flesh of the of of desperate people. Desperate. Looking for somewhere, somewhere safe so they can raise their children. You know, no one appreciates freedom more than those who risk everything to obtain it. So these Republicans have, they have no idea what it means. What it means to be an American, much less what it means to be a human. So, one last thing before we go. Let me play, I'm, I'm just going to play Steve Schmidt. He was on Joy Reid, and he put it v- succinctly. Oh, I was going to play the McCloskeys. F- who can deal with them, really? I can't deal with those two. And I don't know what you saw today. But what I saw was a president pre making a pre-excuse for losing an election. What, what did you see? Am I wrong on that? Well, no, of course not, Joy. Uh, good evening. Um, this is a profoundly absurd moment. The Republican Party is gathered for its quadrennial nominating convention uh, to renominate Donald Trump for the presidency of the United States. The, the American people... Um, have seen this administration in four short years literally wreck the country. We have 170,000 dead Americans, a wrecked economy. We're on the front edge of a foreclosure crisis that will dwarf everything that happened in 2009, an eviction crisis. We have growing food lines, small businesses failing all over the country. The school openings in most places are chaos, and in most places the schools will soon be shut. We can't travel outside of our country. We really can't travel anywhere inside the country. And Donald Trump has made this country the epicenter of coronavirus death and suffering. So what's the (laughs) argument for four more years? There's literally no one in the country, with the possible exception of the Trump family, that's that's better off than they were four years ago. So what we're going to see tonight is the gaslighting of the country. We're going to see a theater of absurdity. We're going to hear claims that are utterly fantastical, and we'll see the ugly grievance politics and the racial animus unleashed with no boundaries, no restraint, as we watch this play out over over these next couple of days. We have his family members. We see the staggering hypocrisy of Jerry Falwell Jr., one of his leading evangelical proponents going down today. 
you know, the son's taking the Fifth Amendment. The chief strategist from the last election is involved in a scheme arrested by postal agents, you know, that the son and the girlfriend it's are unreal. involved in. I mean, it's just an unbelievable spectacle we're going to get ready to watch this week. We see the disintegration of one of the country's two great parties into a cult of personality is exactly right. And we see that cult of personality pushing forward the worst president in the history of the country, celebrating the greatest failure of leadership in the history of the country and the greatest ineptitude in the history of the country when it comes to facing a crisis as big as the one we're in. I couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah, he certainly has a way with words, but yeah, that's Steve Schmidt, the Republican operative that gave us Sarah Palin. We went through it yesterday. We're not going. Well, we I won't go through it again. But absolutely, it is the theater of the absurd. Where do we live? That's why I'm wondering how much longer. How much longer can we take it? How much longer can I take it? How much longer will we be able to maintain the the facade, the fraud, without tearing us apart? It's not even tearing us apart, though. Maybe we need to separate for our sanity, for Christ's sakes. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out tonight. No matter what. Thank you, Pitch Black and Paradue and Sin City and Terry Taylor and Errol and Covert White Rabbit and Greg, of course, and Shannon and Ted. And who else is on this chat? Richard. Thank you so much, Richard, and for your super chat. And Resist Evolve. And Andrea, thank you. Shannon, Shannon. I know, there's Shannon on the chat. Stop it, Tara. Keep going. <laughs> you don't even know how many times a day. S. King. Hello, hello. Welcome. Thank you, S. King, for your nice words. And who else? I don't want to miss anybody. Terry, I said hello. All right. I think we got it. What happened? Thank the Lord for Tara Buster Podcast so I don't have to watch the RNC. Well, I wouldn't watch it anyway, but still thanks. It does make it better to watch together. So we'll see. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see what mood I'm in. And Peter. Thank you, Peter. See how I feel tomorrow. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, stop it. God. You never, so you don't get this from David Pakman, right? You don't get him doubting himself and wanting to quit every five minutes. Do you? I understand. Maybe it's, I got to project more confidence or something. Who knows? I got to be me. 
and it sucks. All right, my friends, thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin, if you will, become a patron. Maybe you don't want to be a patron. Maybe you want to remove your patronage. If I get that feedback, I'll understand. And I won't do the show anymore. I guess. In the meantime, while we still have patrons, I do appreciate that. So, thank you, and let's keep going in the meantime. Because we're on the right side of history. We know that. We're on the right side of humanity. And we will win. And like I always say, we stick together, we win. I'll see you very soon.